We love you, Brother Claiborne. Love you and your wife very, very much. So glad that you're here. I want you to come. You can introduce your wife. Do whatever you feel. Take your liberty tonight. God bless you. Well, if you don't mind, will you magnify the Lord with me? Let us exalt his name together for just a moment. about brethren that dwell in unity. And when we come together in an assembly such as this and we begin to magnify him, there's something about it when we do it together all in unity. There's, it catches the attention of God. And God is true to his word that when the people begin to magnify him and begin to exalt him and lift him up, he inhabits the praises of Israel. And whether you realize it or not, there is a physical Israel and there is a spiritual Israel in you and I are the spiritual Israel. Praise God. Praise God. What an opportunity. God bless you. You may be seated. Um, I want, I'm going to ask my wife to come and, and, uh, uh, sing, but, uh, well, we'll let her sing and then I'll take care of the, of what I, I forgot to take care of this morning on purpose. I want her to sing, testify, just don't steal the show, baby. Don't, don't get my thunder. I know I can't do that. <laughs> He's a hard act to follow. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so excited to be here. Y'all are a beautiful, beautiful church. Y'all are a blessed people to have Brother Riggins and Sister Riggins as your pastor and first lady. I'm so thankful to be able to come. Yeah, they deserve it. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Give honor where honor's due. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I don't take it lightly to be behind this pulpit to even just sing a song. I'm, I'm very honored and thankful that you trust me enough to come back, come here, and Larry also. And we're so thankful. And I just want to say I'm looking forward to heaven just like all of us. And I do want to bring as many as I can with me. But I'm so ready to go, so ready to be done with all this and... Just praise Jesus forever and ever and ever. So we can go ahead and start the song if y'all don't mind. This is Don't You Want to Go by the Crab Family. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> oh, I love you, Lord. Y'all worship with me as I sing. Thank you, Jesus. 
There's a building program going on in heaven. Construction carried out by God's own hand. 1,500 miles wide, mansions standing side by side. Streets are paved with gold throughout the land. Say there'll be no dying in that city. No sickness and no sorrow will be known. The feeble will be young. No division, all is one. Eternal celebrating going on. Don't you want to go with me to God's new city? Don't you want to hear that heavenly choir sing? Don't you want to touch the nail-scarred hand that brought this great salvation plan? Can't you feel the stirring in your soul? Don't you want to go? Thank you, Jesus. You know my loved one's waiting over yonder. And how I long to see my precious father there. All the saints will gather in, immortal bodies free from sin. As we praise the Lamb of God, whose joy we share. Don't you want to go with me to God's new city? Don't you want to hear that heavenly choir sing? Don't you want to touch the nail-scarred hand that brought this great salvation plan? Can't you feel the stirring in your soul? Don't you want to go? Thank you, Lord. I want to go. You ready? Yeah. Don't you want to go? Don't you want to hear that heavenly choir sing? Stirring in your soul, don't you want to go? Don't you want to go? Yes, I want to go. Go, 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 go. Don't you want to go? Oh, you didn't see, Amaya Shaka, you didn't see. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, I want to go where there'll be no tears, there'll be no sorrow, there'll be no sickness, there'll be no darkness. That lamb shall be the light. Do you want to go? Yes, I want to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, 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 if there's any want to in you at all, I promise you this, that the great God and Savior of the world will make a way that if you'll hang on and you'll trust him and you'll keep on keeping on, you'll get to go. You'll get to go. Thank you, Lord. He'll make a way. When there seems to be no way. 
Ah, he'll open. I remember a time I, I, I read in the Bible where the apostle Peter was in jail one time. And the angel of the Lord, you talk about being in, a, in an impossible situation, but, but Peter wasn't worried. You talked about a while ago not being, he wasn't losing no sleep over being in jail. He was just snoozing away. And the angel of the Lord said, get up. Tapped him on the side. and You know the story well as I do. They come to the gate. They pass the soldiers. They pass the first ward, second ward. They come to the gate. The angel leading the way. I don't know. And the Bible says that the gate opened of his own accord. The thing just opened up. Where there was no way, Peter, God made a way. And I'm telling you tonight that I believe that if you want to go, you can go. Might take a little work. You might find yourself in some situations you don't really want to be in. Might be some hills you got to climb. Might be some mountains you got to climb. But I promise you that if you'll start climbing, he'll meet you at the top. I believe that with everything in me. Thank you. God bless you. You may be seated tonight. Let me say it is such an honor to be here. Brother Regan says he just wanted to pray a, play a, a, a small part, but uh, I can tell him with all confidence that he, he is probably the biggest reason besides Jesus Christ, that I am where I am today. And I, I thought it more than just a coincidence, Brother Regan, that I find myself, after 40 years, coming full circle again and, and meeting the man that, and being and spending some time with the man that, that set my feet on the highway of holiness set my feet on a plain path that God approves of. Well, I'm not going to guarantee you that I'll be as rambunctious as I was this morning. Uh, but I do have a word for this church from God. But uh, I believe within my heart, my soul, my spirit, that God has um, a special work for this church. You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to sign on. But let me say before I get <clears throat> into the Word of God, um, Brother and Sister Hilton, what a fabulous host you are. It is not often that you see young people with the with the spirit of kindness, with the with the uh, uh, appreciation of uh, I, I hate to say it, but of the of your of your elders, uh, it is a it is a wonderful thing to see. Thank you so much for being such a kind host. Thank you, church, for the kindness and the and that you have shown me. And, uh, and my wife, since we have been here, it, the accommodations are, are, are great. I'd rather be there than in a motel. Um, uh, you know, you just, 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 
I'd just rather be there. Um, and the basket, oh, my. That's our first one. But, you know, I, but my gracious, thank you for what it shows that, that I, I know this man and I know his um, uh, his feelings. I know his kindness and his um, uh, actions towards individuals. I, I will tell you a story real quick that uh, just come to my mind, Brother Regan. I don't know if you remember it or not, but um, a word got to me when we were at Tatum. Word came to me that uh, that uh, our pastor at that time, which Brother and Sister Regan, they they were um, struggling. They were having a, a hard go of it, and and it was a small church and their first pastorate. And so, back then, I don't know what to call it now. They would call it a pounding, you know. And they, and uh, so we got together food and put it in boxes, you know, canned goods and all of this, and 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 uh, um, had a few coupons, and I, I hung them uh, on a on a paper clip on that box, and um, now. Now, at that time, I was, wasn't doing real good financially myself. Um, in fact, our, our job had shut down, and I was on um, uh, unemployment. But I reached in my pocket, and I took a sum of money out of my pocket, and I hung it in between where you couldn't see it, between the coupons. You know, I didn't want it to be obvious. Because you can't pay your light bill with coupons. It just doesn't work that way. So I wanted to help in whatever way that I possibly could, so I did. And I was surprised when I got to his house with, with the box of goods and stuff and set them down there. And he said, what are you doing? I said, well, they, they, they came to me and said, hey, you, you, you needed some help, so I'm here to help. What else do you need? I mean, what? what? And he said, he said, brother, he said, let me show you something. And he reached over. Evidently, somebody else had gotten there ahead of us, but he opened his cabinet doors, uh, and he said, My, I'm, we're okay. I mean, it was full of canned goods and all of this, and I thought to myself, why in the world would anyone come tell me such a story as this? And I haven't figured it out till yet, and that's been 40 years ago, but it doesn't matter uh, why. But anyway, I went on back home, and uh, I don't remember if it was that afternoon or if it was the next morning. I, there's a knock on my door, and I open it, and there stands Brother Riggin. He said, hello, brother. I said, well, hello, Brother Riggin. Come in. So we sat down in the living room, and we were talking, and he said, "My now, brother, he said, I appreciate your kindness. I don't know the words exactly, but I don't remember exactly what he said, but he took that sum of money out of his pocket, and he said, but I cannot accept this. And he handed my money back to me. And I told him, I said, Brother Regan, are you sure it's okay? Take it. He said, no. He said, you need this for your children, for your situation. He said, this is, you take this back. I told you that so that 
you will understand that I understand this man's heart. Um, I know exactly. Um, uh, it, it's not in any, it's from experience, yes. But there's also a special connection uh, between Brother Riggin and I, and he's, he's let you know some things, and, and uh, uh, through the years, God has kept us connected. I am so very grateful, Brother Riggin, there, there is no way that I can express in words my feelings, um, and, but I have, I have uh, given him permission. I'm old enough, I can do that. Uh, to be a voice in my life, he's always been there and been a voice. Uh, he's, it's always seemed like I have been the voice in his life, uh, you know, through the years, but what he didn't realize was the early goings. It is so important for you and I to put into our children at an early age Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So in the same sense in the spirit, it's so important for the man of God in your life to train you up in the way that you should go. And this man, though it was only for perhaps two years, I don't remember exactly how long, was not very long, but he trained me up. In a way that I uh, uh, just wasn't familiar with. But when I came in contact with it, there was just something inside of me that latched on and said, I don't understand. Um, I, don't, I don't know. But whatever this is, I'm going to get it. I'm staying right here. I'm not going nowhere. And so 40 years later, I've still got the same at same thing. I'm staying right here. I'm not going anywhere. I don't need another message. I don't need another salvation. I don't. Oh, 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 oh. I got it. This is that. That the prophet Joel, that Peter said on the very first message that was preached at Pentecost. Well, um, I have, where do I begin with this is, is, is a difficult part for me, I suppose. Um, let me, uh, let me just kind of talk to you a little bit. Will that be okay? If, if I just, we may, we may hit the ceiling here in a little bit. I, I don't really know. But I do believe that God, <clears throat> in fact, um, that song that you sung and, or we sang there a few minutes ago in Deuteronomy chapter 11. Let me just read the text. Is that is that's okay? If you'll stand for the reading of the Word of God, we'll let me read it right here. I want to bring something to your attention. Um, that God has His eye in different places from time to time. 
but there is one land that his eye has never left, and that is the land of Israel. One city that his eyes have never left, and that's Jerusalem. I believe that if God is looking at that land from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, how much more so is he looking on the church today? Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse number 9. Deuteronomy 11, chapter, uh, verse number 9. And that ye may be prolong your days in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give unto them and to their seed, a land that floweth with milk and honey. For the land whither thou goest in to possess it, you see, we sang about possessing the land. And I will say this here at this juncture in this message to you. There is a land that God intends for the truth church to possess. And if God intends you to possess it, and he does, then he also will equip you to possess it. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about here in a little bit. For the land whither thou goest in to possess it, it is not as the land of Egypt from which you came out, whether thou sowest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. But the land whither you go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys and drinketh water of the rain of heaven. Land which the Lord thy God careth for, his eyes of the Lord, or the eyes of the Lord thy God, are always upon it from the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. And that means his eye has never departed. If he's watching, he's watching it constantly. And God's eye is on the church He's on, his eye is on the bride of Christ. His, you are the body of Jesus Christ. We're in that together. And it shall come to pass if ye shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart, with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in his due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thine oil, and I will send grass in the field for thy cattle, that thou mayest be full. If you read in the book of Joel, chapter 2 and verse 23, you're going to find that God promised to send the rain. The former rain, which is the early rain, I feel my Savior. I feel my help coming now. Oh, God. The former rain is the early rain, the latter rain. Three rains, and he promised that if you do what I tell you to do, that I'm going to send the rain. Now, these are three different Hebrew words for rain. And I will call it the early rain and the latter rain. 
God promised Israel, I'm going to send it to you in the first month. It's in your Bible. You can read it. Joel chapter 2. I think it's verse 23. I don't know if that's the first month of the year. I believe that it is the first month of the rainy season, which begins somewhere around September and October in Israel. So I want to talk to you what God put in my spirit tonight. For five different churches that I know, this man is the first man that God told me to call and present this theory to him, if you want to call it a theory. I think it's a word from God. It's a plan. It's part of the, it's part of the end time plan that God has for his church. And not just every church is going to be the spark. I told your pastor, uh, uh, I don't remember this afternoon, maybe at lunch or whatever, whenever it was, that I believe that the church that we were just released to go help with in the city where we live is going to be a spark. And it's going to ignite a revival that is unprecedented. I intend to show you in the word of God here in a few moments. I'll let you be saved. I know you're still standing, but we're going to pray first. I intend to show you that the magnitude of this, of this rain that I'm speaking of, that God is going to do, the magnitude of the revival <laughs> will be seven times greater than what happened on the day of Pentecost. I feel the spirit of the living God. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord, shall we? Father, Lord, I need you right now. I believe you, O oh God. I believe you, O oh God. Thou that sits upon the throne of eternity, Lord, you cause the wind to blow and you cause the rain to fall. God, you can cause the rain of your spirit and the rain of your spirit to fall in this place tonight in a greater form than it has ever fallen, Lord. God, you're in control, and I, I need you to touch my lips and touch my mind, God. Oh, God, don't let me say anything to do harm or hurt, but let it be, Lord, yet a fying of the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus, I pray. You may be seated for a few moments. Let me speak to you about what God spoke to me that I was am to do, and that is to pray for the rain. You see, I believe that that the church has been on a quest and headed to the end time harvest of, from its conception, from the day of Pentecost. We have been going in that direction, always going up. Some people say we're on a level plane going this way, but I, I kind of believe that, that the church, you said it this morning, 
has got only up. We're, we're headed up, and, and the higher up you get in the spirit, uh, the more of God you get. Uh, if you look, if you're on a level, you'll stay so close to the world. But when you're going up, that distance between yourself and the world always gets further and further away. So the less of the world, the more of God. And the more of God you got, the less of the world that will be in you. So God looks upon the land. I, I read to you in our scripture there that God said, I've got my eye upon the land. And, and you're going in to possess this land. And there's a difference in the land that you're going to possess and the land that you come out of. And that is that the difference is the rain. There, there are gardens in Egypt. The, I, I don't know. I don't understand that fully. They, the Bible says you, that they watered it with their feet. They planted their seed. So the ground was so moist. It's well-watered plains is what the Bible calls the land of Egypt. So it, just, it was just there. But he said when you go into the land to possess it, he said there, there, this land drinks the water from the heavens. Water is a very important commodity in the land of Israel. Um, and, and so much so is, is it that, that they have to pray for rain constantly. Um, the Lord says in, in Leviticus chapter 26, um, he said that, uh, that if you'll keep my statutes, you, you can read it. I won't go there uh, when, you, when you have time. If you'll keep my statute, I'm going to use this modern technology, if you don't mind, for tonight. And uh, <clears throat> a little bit, not a lot. I never do. I do a lot of texting, Brother Regan, but I just... My wife will tell you, and she told me one day, she said, you got to get all that stuff out of you so God can speak through you when you are preaching. So I, I, can't, I can't argue with that. Um, I want to empty myself out. I want to hear the voice of God. I want God to move. I want God to move here tonight. And I want God to give you understanding. I want you to sign on to what the plan of God is for this church and for individuals. There's individuals in here that God is raising up. There will be individuals that will come that God will raise up. Don't you get mad at them. Don't you get upset when God starts elevating them. Because if you sit here and you do not accept and sign on with what God's doing, what this man teaches you, then God's going to bring somebody in here that will go on. God's will, his purpose, and his plan is going to be accomplished. Don't you doubt that for one minute. God, God's got something in the wind. He's got something in the works. God's moving. He's always moving. He's always got a plan. And he will orchestrate his plan in your life. I loved it. I, I don't know why I didn't think of that. You got to sign on. You got to sign on. But it's so important that, that God told them, said, if you'll keep these commandments, if you'll do what I tell you to do, these are my words, I'm just, whatever it is they call it, paraphrasing or whatever. <clears throat> if you do this, 
then, then here's a list of blessings that I'm going to give you if you'll do it. And if you don't do it, then here's a whole lot of curses that I'm going to cause to come your way. And it's so Im water is so important to the land of Israel and to the, and to the Jewish lifestyle that the very first blessing that God's going to, that he lists in that list of, of blessings in, in Leviticus, I think it's 26 and verse 3 or 4 or whatever, the very first blessing is the blessing of rain. I'm going to send the rain. I'm going to send you the rain. If, if you sign on and if you will do what I'm asking you to do. Rain is so important to Israel. Israel gets about 20 inches of rain a year, if what I read is correct. If it doesn't come, if the people don't pray and ask for the rain, and the rain is withheld, then famine comes to the land. When I started this journey, God prompted me. The first words from the Lord was, you pray for rain. That's your job. That's what you're supposed to do right now is you pray for the rain. I have been taught through my walk with God that what happens in the spirit world will transpire or be reflected in the natural world and vice versa. What happens here in the natural world is taking place in the spiritual world. So when you pray for rain physically, you're also praying for rain spiritually. Um, and if God intended for Israel to, to pray for rain, uh, that, that for, their, for their harvest to come about, um, then he, God intends the church to pray for the harvest spiritually. Now, we, well, let me say it like this. I believe that the church has been praying for the harvest for years. I believe that that prayer is the wrong prayer. If I understand what the Lord has spoke to me, we're praying for a harvest that God never told us to pray for. You won't find it in your Bible anywhere that I could find. Brother Regan, I looked, I searched, I, I tried to find it. He never told the church pray for the harvest. But I do find in the scriptures that Jesus said the harvest is plenteous. You ain't got to worry about the harvest. It's out there. The harvest, in, in, in Luke, he says the harvest, it, the fields, look upon the fields. They're white and they're ready to harvest. Y'all pray for me that my voice will hold up. <clears throat> so, 
So we have been praying for the harvest, but Jesus said these words, you pray for the Lord of the harvest or to the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. The harvest is there. The problem is we don't have the laborers in the field gathering in the harvest. Uh, and this harvest rain, this, this rain that I'm asking you to pray for, this rain is not to cause the harvest to sprout and, and come about. The harvest is ready. The harvest is there. But this rain that I'm asking you to pray for, that I believe God has given us instructions uh, to pray for, is the reign of the Holy Ghost that the laborers, that the church can be equipped to walk into the harvest field and gather in the harvest and bring it into the church as God requires it to be done. I believe that if the church will turn on a dime and turn in a different direction with their prayers, with their supplications unto God, that God has instructed the rain of heaven to fall upon the land that will pray and seek the rain of God to fall. I'm not talking about the physical rain tonight. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost rain that fell on the day of Pentecost. I'm talking about something that gets inside of a person's spirit and begins to mold and fashion and turn and twist and rub the things of the world out and wash it away. I'm talking about something from God that will equip you and equip me to walk into the field and say this one's ready and you come with me. I, I just believe that brother that God wants to put something inside of you that will cause you and you and even you young man if you you'll just stay behind this man. Support him. Let God speak to you. God will raise you up. You don't know what God will do if you'll trust him. Let me tell you something. Be, be, be seated for just a minute. The rain's coming. You're not going to stop it. I'm not going to stop it. The devil can't stop it. No demon from hell can stop the rain that's coming. For God has going to send the rain. In a fashion, I believe, that we've never seen. Let me tell you a story for just a moment. Some men that are called of God. Sometimes, Brother Regan, the Bible says don't let him be a novice. And some men get turned loose too soon. I've seen it happen time. I've been living in this way for 40 some odd years. Many years ago, after this man 
had, had, had gone away. We had a, another preacher, another pastor came to Tatum. And I've always been one. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not an individual that just sits around and waits for things to fall out of the sky. It, I, my daddy taught me how to work. And that's all I know to do. And if I got to work physically to provide for my family, then something inside of me, Brother Regan, just always said, hey, you got to work. Faith without works is like the body without the spirit. It's dead. I'm not talking to people who are dead. I'm talking to people that have got life. They have got the spirit of the living God in you. Ah, oh, my spirit that is in me that came from God. It gives witness with the spirit of the people that I am speaking to tonight. And I know that you've got what it takes to do. I believe you've signed on already uh, to, the, to the plan of God. You're already here. But my friend, let me explain something to you. It doesn't always come overnight. It doesn't always come. Yes, God can do miracles. God has always been in the miracle business. God can do a miracle tonight. But if he does a miracle, it's God that does the miracle. I've seen miracles by these hands as I prayed in that powerful, majestic name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've seen the dead raised. I've seen the, the, the lame walk. I've seen... All of that stuff. But that doesn't mean anything if I don't let God have the way, his way in my life. If I don't wait on God and move when God says move. My wife says it this, and she's, she's beginning to get this over into my thick cranium. God sometimes waits long and then he moves quickly and you gotta move when God moves. You gotta get up on your feet when God's moving. You gotta go when God goes. Sometimes it takes a little preparation and you gotta get ready to go. So Brother Regan, I've seen them come and I've seen them go over the years. In fact... I, I can tell you, uh, my baby brother came during the, the revival I was telling you about with, with Brother Poe. Him and his wife come, not, not Paul, but the baby. He came where we were at. He came to the revival. He prayed through. His wife prayed through. The children got prayed. They got baptized. I mean, it just looked so great. I was so tickled. I'm thanking God for saving my family. Thank God for saving me, but oh my. Save my children, Lord. Save my family, Lord. So in about three months after he received the Holy Ghost, he's knocking on the pastor's door. I want to preach. I believe God's called me to preach. Something inside of me just broke, Brother Reed. Something inside of me cried out, God, don't let this happen. And I've always regretted not voicing my opinion. Because it shot, he shot like this, just shot. But when he fell, 
he's in Florida or North Carolina, I think, South Carolina, one of them. And the last time I spoke to him was when we buried our father. And the time that I had spoke to him before then was almost 10 years, if not 10 years. You may have to wait for God to move in your life. But if the man of God says something to you that comes from God, you can stand on those words. Many years ago, my pastor came to me after a service. When I say many, I mean many. What, it's been 40 years? I'm, I'm going to say at least 35 years ago or, or, or longer. The Lord came to him. And then he come to me after service. He said, I don't leave. I, I, I got to talk to you for just a moment. I said, okay. So I'm thinking I'm in trouble. I done done something wrong. You know, you don't, not every day your pastor calls you in. And I remember the last time this pastor called me in. He tells me he's going to leave. And I'm telling him, where are you going? I'm, I'm going too. And he said, no. No, you stay here. You, God needs you here. And uh, I obeyed my pastor. And if Brother Riggin was to call me on the phone and say, Brother Claiborne, Brother Larry, whichever way, it, 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 it wouldn't matter to me. God said for you to walk over here and walk off this cliff. And everything's going to be okay. A friend of mine, I'd start walking. It, I, it would never cross my mind not to walk. That's the confidence that I've got in his walk with him. and That's why I'm so honored to be here tonight bringing a word to the church that he pastors. Um, it, 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 I can't tell you, I, I, I cannot explain to you what this has meant to me. But the man of God came at that time. This one told me to stay put. So I stayed put. I kept praying. I kept fasting. I kept reading the word. I kept doing everything that I knew to do and what they would ask me to do. I can remember Brother Regan going to that church on a Saturday morning. They called, they called a work day. Not just one Saturday, but many Saturdays. We, were, we had added a baptistry to the church, and, and we were putting new siding on the, on the back half of the building. They had done some remodeling um, and all of that, and, and, and we were supposed to gather up and put the vinyl siding on the side of the building. Saturday morning rolled around. I'm there bright and ready to go. Well, I put up one row of siding right by myself. I put up another row right by myself, and I'm looking around, and nobody's there, not even the pastor. Nobody, just me. I never complained. I never griped. I never got mad at God. I just kept putting siding on the side of the building. I just kept 
singing. Back then I could sing a little bit. Now my voice is gone. I can't do much singing. I just kept on keeping on. I just, just stayed put. The voice of the man of God that I trusted told me to stay put. Say, right where you are, God needs you here. So I talked to this man and he told me, he said, now Brother Claiborne, he said, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. It's not going to be, it's, it's, a good, it's a good thing. I don't remember exactly the words he said. That's been a long time ago. But the words that he did tell me, he brought from the conversation that Jesus and Peter had where the Lord told Peter, when you're old and converted, Strengthen the brethren. He said, you've got a ministry, and that's your ministry, is to strengthen the brethren. Uh, okay, how do I do that? He said, you're, you'll, you'll find that your ministry is going to come in the latter part of your life. I told you this morning, I am now 71 years young, and I'm beginning to see things unfold as God does a work. I tell you this to tell someone here today, tonight, in this service. God doesn't always move when you want him to move, but God always moves and when he moves you got to move with him if you're not ready if you're not signed on if you're not prayed up when God moves you're going to miss the move of God in your life and you're going to regret not being ready when God moves I, I, I'm so reminded right now of, 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 the, of the ten virgins five foolish and Five wise, I, I hear the voice of the Spirit say to me to tell you, put the oil in your vessel and keep it there. Never let it run dry. Don't count on your neighbor to put the oil in your vessel for you, but get the oil for yourself while you have time to go and get in the presence of God and let God fill this vessel up. Let God do the work and let God do what he wants to do in your life. Not always going to be the moment you ask God that God's going to do something. But God will do it if you will ask him because God always is true and faithful to his word. God is just and faithful. God's not a man that he should lie. God will do what he says he will do. And if he says it, he'll do it tomorrow, then look out, tomorrow is coming. Uh, if, if God just says, you just hold on, and when you're old, I'll show you some things. Uh, I've gotten to that place where I'm, I'm kind of old. I, I hate to say I'm old, but hey, I'm there. Um, and, and, and I see things that God is doing that God showed me years ago. Now let me get back. If God don't move in the next 24 hours with what I'm telling you, you just hold on. 
You just wait on God. But don't you let the water cease from raining on you. Because if you'll do what God says and you'll pray for the rain, and I'm talking of the Holy Ghost rain, God will rain on you. God will do it. God will do it. I, I, I speak to you in the Holy Ghost. God will do. It is the plan of God for this church to, to go up, to go forward, and to possess the land that is out here. To possess the land that God's got his eye on. His eye has always been upon it. God's always planned for a church to be here in this place. And God is calling this group of people that are under the sound of my voice tonight to pray for the rain, to pray for the rain of the Holy Ghost. It's what's going to equip you to be able to stand in the morrows when God's spirit moves. Yeah, hey, hey. God will do it. I will be totally and completely shocked out of my shoes if I don't begin to hear reports come from this house about the move of God upon somebody's life, about the individual that just happened to walk in off the street, Brother Regan. I'll be shocked if it doesn't happen. I'll be totally and completely blown out of my socks if it does not happen. If God, if somebody don't walk through the doors of that church during a service, Brother Regan, I can see it in my mind. An old man coming through, a family coming through the doors of the church and coming in and sitting down. And I wonder in my heart of hearts tonight, is the church going to be ready to let God work and move? I'll be shocked if it doesn't happen. You can be seated. There is a, a festival that takes place this time of the year. In fact, I think it's already took place in Israel, and it's called the Feast of the Tabernacles. The feast of the end gathering or the feast of the harvest. It's three names. And there they live in what is called, if I can say it right, Sukkot, which are nothing more than just temporary houses, just temporary tents, if you will. And it commemorates the times when they were coming out of Egypt, living in the desert, traveling around for 40 years. Their soles, their shoes never run out. God always had something for them to eat. And they remember that every year during this festival, seven days. Well, if the 
research that I done. If it's correct, they also have incorporated in that festival a time of prayer. And it is a six-part prayer. It is a prayer for rain. And they pray it in six segments. But they pray in the name of Abraham. You that sit on the throne for the sake of Abraham, don't hold back the water. For the sake of Isaac, don't hold back the water. For the sake of Jacob, don't hold back the water. For the sake of Moses, don't hold back the water. For the sake of Aaron, don't hold back the water. For the sake of the 12 tribes of Israel, don't hold back the water. And it is my prayer, it is my hope that I can convince Olitha, Kansas, the Truth Church, that if you'll pray and ask God for the sake of the church, don't hold back the water, but let the rain come, Lord. Let the rain fall, God. Let the rain rain on us, Lord. Equip us, O oh God, with your spirit. Come on, church. Come on, seek the face of God for just a moment. Oh, the spirit of the living God walks in this place. And he's looking for somebody that'll pray for the rain. He's wanting somebody to cry out. Take an extra step. Take an extra moment. Cry for the rain. For the sake of the lost. Don't hold back the rain, Lord. Don't, oh, don't hold the rain. Don't hold the rain. Lord God, you can cause the wind to blow across the earth. God, you cause the rain to fall and you can make it rain, Lord. I'm asking you, God, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, don't hold back the rain upon your people. Let it rain in Aletha, Kansas, God upon the truth church. Let it rain, God, like it's never rained before. Uh, come on, somebody. 
Grasp a hold of what the Spirit's doing right now. Grasp a hold of it. Don't let it go. Don't let it pass from your lips. God, you promised the rain to come in the first month. God, you're going to send the rain. You're going to send the early rain, and you're going to send the latter rain. Come on. Do what the Spirit is telling you to do right now. That's part of the rain falling. Yehala mahasa hokai. Ehebo hulubo kayanda la maha. Pray for the rain. Pray for the rain. Ah, oh God. I take authority over any spirit that tries to hinder the work of God right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I bind that spirit. I cast it from this building right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of the Lamb of God over this sanctuary. God and I command the devil to leave and never to return. In the name of Jesus. Oh God. Send the rain. Send the rain. Send the rain. Oh God, come on, church. Let's pray. Let's pray for the rain. Let God dig down deep inside of us tonight. I know this is different than from this morning, but this morning was this morning. Tonight is tonight. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost that God is going to send the rain to Olitha, Kansas. You keep praying and you keep seeking the face of God. I got one more thing I want to tell you. But you stay where you are and you keep praying. And you keep seeking the face of God. God will put this in your spirit. What I am about to tell you. I have searched and I have looked and I have studied. And I have tried to get a better and a grasp and, and, and a better understanding of the rain that of the magnitude that I believe God is going to send. And I have found in the writings of, of the Jewish writers of today, I even heard Brother Lee Stone King make this comment that the harvest rain or the latter rain, when it fell, it was seven times greater than the early rains. Seven times greater. Greater. 
So I began to pray and I asked God, I said, God, what is the significance of this? And the Lord give me the understanding. When we talk about the church on the day of Pentecost and the next few years, we call it the early church. It was the early rain that fell on the day of Pentecost. And I remember reading in my Bible that in one single day, they had 3,000 souls added to the church. Another time, I believe the Bible mentions there was 5,000 in one day. So if the early rain brought about that kind of harvest. And you do the math. Seven times five is 35. 35,000 people in one day added to the church. Brother Regan, where are you going to put them? Do y'all feel that? Do y'all feel that? That is the glory of the God of heaven that is settled in this place. I'm telling you that God has spoke to me that if you'll pray for the rain, it is the heart of God for you to have this rain that he desires to give you. And if Olitha, Kansas will sign on and say amen, then you'll begin to pray people through to the Holy Ghost on the streets. When you stop to buy gasoline, somebody's going to come, a homeless man, somebody's going to come to you. You'll pray them through to the Holy Ghost right there. They'll come by the hundreds and they'll pray by the hundreds in the church and they'll be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This man will have to have some help. This man will have to have your help. And the only way that you can be equipped, he can't teach you fast enough how to handle that kind of a heart. The only way that we can be equipped to handle that harvest is if we pray for the rain to fall on us. If you'll pray, Olitha, Kansas, Truth Church, if you'll pray for the rain, it is God's desire to give you the rain in a magnitude that you have never experienced before. I believe that it will be in a magnitude seven times at least greater than the day of Pentecost. I looked at this drawing in the foyer of the, of the church building 
The other night, whenever we come driving in, and I asked Brother Hilton, I said, I said, is that a future church? And he said, yes. I talked to Brother Riggin about it. I said, I don't know if it's big enough. And he told me later that it's to seat about 1,500, if I remember correctly. And if you take seven times 15, that's about 105,000 souls. You can't put that in one building. You have to stretch out. So I see not just the truth church, but a church over here. The next city, the next community. If you'll sign on, Olitha, Kansas, if you'll sign on, pray that God sends you the rain. Will you stand with me? We're about to pray for the rain. I preached this. I promise you it was totally and completely different than this. At a church, my home church, which was the second man that God told me to call. I've called all of them except one. All of them agree. Everyone, every single man believes that God is fixing to do something in the earth that is unprecedented. Listen, we have financed. I know this man goes to Africa, but we have America has financed global missions. God has not forgotten that. I can remember Brother Billy Cole going to Ethiopia and 60 and 80 and 100 thousand people praying through and receiving the Holy Ghost in one single moment. I remember the next year he goes back and over 300,000 people in one single service received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God has not forgotten America's efforts in financing global missions. It was because the church gave and sent the missionaries there and I admonish Olitha, Kansas, don't you stop giving. Don't you give up on God. God has not forgotten where you are. God will do what he has said he will do. And if you'll pray for the rain, if you'll pray for the rain, if you'll pray for the rain, God will do it. I want you to lift up your voices, raise your hands, and begin to pray to him that causes the rain to fall and causes the wind to blow and pray for the sake of the church. God of heaven that sits upon the throne of eternity. Hear my voice, Lord. Hear my cry, God. For the sake of the church don't hold back the rain but let the rain fall let the rain fall let the rain equip us let the rain do it 
Let the rain come, God. Let God do it. Let God do it. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, that's it, my brother. That's it, my brother. In the name of Jesus, cry to the Lord of heaven for the sake of my family. Don't hold back the rain. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, God, for the sake of his family, for the sake of the church, God, don't hold back the rain. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, 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 for the sake of the church, for the sake of his family, don't hold back the rain. Equip, oh God, equip, oh God, and send the rain. Oh God, for the sake of my brother, don't hold back the rain. In the name of Jesus, in the name of of Jesus of Nazareth. Come on, church. Come on, church. That's it. That's it. We're headed that way. We're headed to the top of the mountain. The only way is up for us to go. Don't hold back the rain, Lord. Don't hold back the rain. In the name of Jesus, for the sake of his family, for the sake of the church, don't hold back the rain. I challenge you to pray. I admonish you to pray. Oh, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, don't hold back the rain. God, for the sake of his family, for the sake of his family, for the sake of his family, don't hold back the rain. Ah, Oh, come on, somebody. Reach up and touch God by the hem of his garment. Reach up and touch him and watch what God will do for the sake of her children. Hear a mother's cry. Don't hold back the rain in the name of Jesus. Don't hold Hold back the rain. Hey, Bakashata. Ika utorobo hosatabaha. For the sake of her husband, for the sake of her children that are to come in the future, for the sake of her family, don't, don't hold back the rain. God, God of heaven, don't hold back the rain. Come on, 
Come on. Come on. We got time. We got all night. Don't be in a rush. Don't be in a hurry. God's moving. God's moving for the sake of her music, for the sake, God, of her family. God, don't hold back the rain, but let the rain fall. God, down into her spirit. God, let it touch her family. God, let it do a work as only you can do. In the name of Jesus. The rain's coming. Don't quit rain. Don't quit praying. Don't quit calling on God. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. I take authority. I take authority over the spirit that would try to hinder your mind. Focus upon the moving of the spirit of God and watch what God will do in this place. You'll see your family come and they'll come on their own because the spirit of God will come. God for the sake of her children. God, for the sake of her children, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, God, hear the cry of this mother that has cried long and has cried much. Don't hold back the rain, but let it fall, God. Let it fall. Let it fall. Let it fall. God, grant unto the church to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying unto them right now in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Let the rain fall in their lives for the sake of them that are to come, God, into the house of the Lord. For the sake of them that you are calling by your promise, God. You promised, Lord, that you would bring as many as the Lord our God shall call for the sake of those that you are calling out of darkness into his marvelous light. God, don't hold back the rain. God, don't hold back the rain, but let your spirit come. Let your spirit be poured out upon all flesh like water, like the rushing of rivers, rivers of living waters. Don't hold back the rain.
in the name of Jesus of Nazareth for the sake of the unity of the marriage, oh God, don't hold back the rain, but let the rain come and let the Spirit heal and cause this sickness and cause this situation to dis disappear, God. Let the rain fall, God, for the sake of her husband, for the sake of her children, for the sake of them that are to come by the voice that you give her to speak in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, for the sake of the church and the sake of this family. Don't hold back the rain in the name of Jesus. Come on, seek the face of God. Don't quit now. Elijah prayed and rain didn't fall for three and a half years. Elijah prayed again on top of Mount Carmel, put his head between his knees and began to pray. And he told his servant, go look and see what you see. The servant went seven times before he finally come back and said, I see the cloud the size of the hand of a man. Elijah said, you go tell oh Ahab, he better run off of this mountain because I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And I'm telling Olitha, Kansas, I'm telling you now, I don't care what the devil has disrupted. I don't care what the enemy of your soul has brought against you. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. So pray that God will send the rain. Let it be a deluge, Lord. Let it be seven times greater than you poured out on the day of Pentecost. Rain, oh God. Rain on Aletha, Kansas. For the sake of of the church. God, don't hold back the rain. Uh, yeah, For the sake of the church, don't hold back the rain.
Come on, church. Pray for the rain. You may be tired. I'm tired. But I just don't feel we need to stop right at this junction. We need to pray for the rain like we've never prayed for the rain to fall. We need to pray that the rain from heaven would come. Fall on the land of Olitha, Kansas. Send the rain, Lord. Send the rain. That's it, Olitha, Kansas. That's it. This sounds like music in the ears of God. This is where God has tried to get you to come to for such a long time. And because you have signed on, there are wonderful things in the future. God will never let his past outside the future, what God has in store for you. Oh, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth.